0: So now it's actually recording. Alright, so it is Saturday, June the 6th of 2015. Uh, this is Shopping Block number 6. Uh, it's Jonathan and, and Joey. Joey. And just us two again. Um, what have we been doing this week, Joey? Mm, not a whole lot.
1: It's been a bit of a slow week <laughs> for everything. Yeah, it just... I haven't been able to dig up any news... Like, at least that much news. I mean, been there's, been there's a couple new cool releases coming out. But
0: other than that, and I no really, like no like movies you've been watching. No, I've just been
1: anything? revisiting parts of my collection. I watched uh, The Artist again. Um, kind of just made me really uh, was like just kind of reevaluate what modern movies could be again. Yeah, because uh, you know a, a modern uh, silent film. That's, it's pretty pretty cool. I I dig it. But other than that, watched that 2001: A Space Odyssey, a couple other Kubrick movies, but um, and I watched uh, Barry Lyndon for the first time last last week. So uh, kind of kind of a weird one, just because like it's just not something you would really expect. It's very narrative heavy, and um, it's kind of like an epic tale of this dude going from kind of like being on the run outlaw kind of dude uh, after a duel, and then uh, him becoming super rich and wealthy. Um, it's pretty much the life, right? It's, like it's the life. That's it's what you want to achieve at some point. Exactly. He, like Pretty much, he kills people, and he fucks bitches. That's the entire movie. That's the entire about about
0: movie. Fucking bitches and getting money. I can, I can get that. What about you, Johnny? What have you been up to? Um, I've been really been playing The Witcher still played some splatoon uh the new uh tanya came out for uh, mortal Kombat, so i played some mortal Kombat a little earlier mm-hmm. in the week when is the predator skin supposed to be out they haven't said yet <sighs> um so it la- we got uh jason about a month ago we got tanya this month so we're probably gonna see him in Ju- july or august yeah so um yeah other than that um Just kind of been working. Didn't really watch too many movies. I'm playing Pokemon Shuffle. It's this free, like, uh, match three game on the DS. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, it's alright. That's about it. Um, You don't want to know what I did this week, actually, that was super exciting. i jumping right in. The Fallout 4 trailer came out. That was like, that was. So I I woke up. I woke up the morning before and I see that uh, Bethesda like posted all these links on Facebook to this, to this thing and I click one of them mm-hmm. and it's just that like please wait thing that they had yeah. and it was like a 24 hour countdown to their trailer and this was like before I went to work it was like 7 or 8 in the morning I was like holy shit and then I like woke up the next morning watched it kind of sat in silence a little bit let it soak in then I watched it, like, two or three more times. Yeah. And then I was like, well, I should probably get to work. So I went to work. But it was, uh, it's pretty the, exciting.
1: I I'm I'm, I'm happy
0: that it's finally official. Yeah. Because everything leading up to this has been like, okay, it's, like, officially, unofficially yeah. going to be out. The, um, um, because they, well, I mean, everyone just keeps breaking the NDA. So,
1: I mean, I think it's just Bethesda kind of just finally just buckling and just saying well I maybe mean, probably not even buckling they're just like, you know, fuck it, and just toss it out. Yeah,
0: they're it. like, you know, E3's in uh, a week and a half.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyways, so they're like, eh, let's give them something. And if they do this now, they have to come with something better to E3, which makes me hope it's like a gameplay trailer yeah. or something that they're going to come out with, or like actual gameplay footage, like, you know, like a 10, 15-minute stream of actual gameplay. Yeah. Um, There's been
1: some controversy about it, though, just because, like, everyone's been bitching about the the graphics in
0: the trailer. Right. And it's okay, so I'm sorry, world that Bethesda didn't go make like a cinematic trailer, right they didn't make like they didn't spend fucking two three weeks making uh an actual like couple minute clip of their vision but not their actual execution, yep, so. I'm not upset with it. It doesn't look bad. No, like, this is actually at least more exciting than like, just you were, a cinematic trailer, If you were opinion. watching this, like, on your phone or something like that, then, yeah, I could see you maybe complaining about the graphics. But, like, put it on an HDTV, and it looks pretty fucking yeah. good. If anything, that's what the gameplay is going to look like.
1: If anything. And right now we can imagine that it's not even a finished product yet. Right. So there's going to be some polish at the end of it anyway. Yeah. I think people are just kind of jumping to conclusions, which always ends badly.
0: Yeah. As the internet tends to do. Yeah. The internet tends to just kind of get pissed off about things that don't deserve to be pissed off about. Um, Like I said, it doesn't look bad. Um, they, I feel like they've really like splotched up the color with it. Cause mm-hmm. I don't remember if you remember Fallout Three. It's very like they had that like green tint over everything, yeah. and everything was kind of like this bland muddy and gray, like, and, this like, muddy gray green yeah. brownish type of thing. That was like the main
1: color scheme they went for.
0: But like you know, when, in the trailer, you see the dog like in the house. But when you see him leave the house, you kind of see the houses outside are like blue colored, which is something you didn't see in Fallout mm-hmm. Three. Um, as he's running around, and as they're showing like the different shots of like you know the city, um, everything kind of looks like there's that you know bigger color burst coming yeah. out of it. And then definitely during those flashback scenes, yeah, everything's a lot more vibrant in yeah. this game. And I think it kind of evokes a, a
1: vintage feel that they were going for in Fallout yeah, Three because like, like kind of old timey kind
0: of fifties. Yeah, everything look. in the Fallout world is like uh, so. The war takes place in uh, twenty seventy seven, mm-hmm. um, but it's even in twenty seventy seven. Everybody's dressed like they're in the fifties, so yeah. it's like that that era like persisted for mm-hmm. like a hundred years. Um, so they're kind of going for that appeal and I like that. I think that was really cool Yeah, the way they do that. It's, it's a nice aesthetic
1: that I don't think we see as much anymore.
0: Yeah, and it's something um, it's like these really guys in BioShock are the yeah. ones. Who <laughs> exactly, it. right? Uh, BioShock is the only game I can think of that's ever given that like old school feel but with something like more modern. Yeah. Of course, in BioShock it was like the uh, like the big daddies and all the like turrets they had and yep. all kind of like shit like that. So no, right, it's it's cool. It's it's kind of just like vintage
1: sci fi stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, like that's, that's so, people so appealing to like, me. I fucking yeah. love it. It's everything people in the past thought the future was going to be. It um, complete with the whole like. Russian nuclear missile yeah. crisis and everything with it. So it's like, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty excited for it. Like, as you said, I'm pretty just stoked that it's an official thing now. Yeah. That so we're I mean, definitely 100% I mean, see something We from this. We
0: knew that we were going to get it. We knew that it was going to come out eventually. Yeah. Uh, we knew that they had been working on it, but it wasn't official. I mean, even a couple of years ago, um, the guy who vo- uh, voiced uh, Three Dog mm-hmm. in Fallout 3. Uh, like two years ago, he was he like did like the tiniest teaser in like a tweet or like something he said. He was like expect to see more of like three dog in the future. Yeah. Um, and that was two years ago. I think that was like in January of 2013. Um, but yeah, that's uh, you know, it's it's kind of been of course like you know, teased at here and there. Yep. But now we finally know it's coming. Yeah. So. Taking a look at this game because it looks like it's taking place
1: about the same time as uh, Fallout Three. Because yeah. like it, in the trailer, we see like as you said these flashback images um, of people you know, of, of the first uh, nuclear attack and then the um, people like crowding into uh, the vaults. Yeah. Like, so, in my head, this is taking place at the same time as Fallout Three, just in a different location. So,
0: yeah, that would make sense. I mean, um, so for one, uh, we know that the in Fallout Three they referenced uh, the Commonwealth, which is the government, I believe, mm-hmm. of the Boston area, which is you know what for Fallout Four is going to be taking place, um, and that's still in place now. I mean. It, in the Fallout world, it kind of seems like things change pretty quickly, so maybe that wouldn't be the case Yeah, if it happened on later down the line, 100 years or so. But it seems to take place around the same time. Um, we won't know for sure, of course, until uh, we actually hear a little more or play the game, but yeah, I could definitely see it taking place in that same little era. Because um, if Fallout 1 and Fallout 2 take place... Um, a while before fallout three yeah mm. and then technically new vegas takes place after the events of fallout four um, really not fallout four fallout three oh, okay i was gonna um, say but not a lot further forward yeah you know it's just a smaller time gap um see so yeah, i could definitely see that um it kind of you kind of get that feeling that it's about the same time yeah not a lot has changed um I'm so excited. I'm so excited yeah. Okay, so I actually like um, um got so excited yesterday after I got paid that I went and bought uh the Year of the Edition dish- Year <laughs> Game of the Year edition of <laughs> Fallout Three and the Ultimate Edition of New Vegas mm-hmm. on my PC and what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna fucking download mods and replay Fallout Three and replay New Vegas oh, yeah. with a whole new light, right? Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. And um, it's going to hype, hype me up so much for Fallout 4. Um, I was talking to you about this a little earlier. I'm a little concerned for Fallout 4, though. Um, I mean, I know what I'm going to get to an extent. But with The Witcher 3 coming out, mm-hmm. The Witcher 3, in my opinion, is better than Skyrim yeah story wise definitely um quest wise i would say definitely as yeah. well um that role general- building yeah as well yeah, mm-hmm. so actually like putting you in that role um so it it almost makes me a little concerned for uh for fallout. Mm-hmm. because for the longest time Bethesda and that team that makes Skyrim and Fallout have really had nothing to compete with Yeah, but within this last year um, we had The Witcher uh, we had uh, Dragon Age come out um, you know these big titles that build that world mm-hmm. so it'll be in my opinion and I hope they've taken uh, Hints from these games and kind of incorporated their own things into it. Yeah, because or else uh, I feel like with everything I have, I've I've gotten The Witcher so far, um, my like expectations for role playing games has completely changed. So yeah,
1: I mean because there's a whole there's a whole new possibility with. Um, with Fallout Four, I mean, like as you said, just content-wise, with The Witcher, we just have like this new immersive, expansive world that we're able to explore. But um, it's like, but there's just so much game packed into The Witcher that I kind of have a feeling that Fallout Four. Which, they're, they're going to be in direct competition with each other, because they're kind of yeah. like the two main RPGs of this year.
0: Right. Um, and even if something else comes out, I don't think anybody cares right now about any other RPGs. They're, they're just going to be stuck in like their their shadow for like yeah. at least a while.
1: So, I'm kind of thinking that uh, they're going to one-up them in some way. And I think, if anything, what they're going to do, they're just going to expand the world with... Uh, it's gonna be a bigger, bigger map to explore, and there's probably gonna be more quests to yeah, kind I, of fill that out.
0: The the thing that, that it's gonna be bigger, of yeah. course. Um, it it'll be on par, if not bigger, than The Witcher three, in my opinion. But the only problem is uh, the storytelling and writing and everything in The Witcher is just so perfect. Yeah, everything, everything, every little quest. Like you know, leads to different quests or different parts of mm-hmm. the world, and has you explore different things. Um, I know the karma system in Fallout has always been like a big deal, like the you know whether you're being good mm-hmm. or bad. Um, I like that The Witcher doesn't have anything like that, where it's like every choice isn't cut and dry. Yeah, it's you know either one one is bad, but the other one is also bad, but they both have their good points, yeah. and it's like which one do you pick? So I don't know. I'm uh, I'm a little concerned. Hopefully, um, either way, I'm, I yeah, mean, either way, I'm gonna spend hundreds upon hours of playing the fuck fucking yeah. Fallout Four. That's that's without a doubt gonna happen. Um, though my only concern is, is it gonna be as immersive to me? As The Witcher has been,
1: I, I believe so because, um, like as, as you said, with the writing, because I think that's what it come it comes down to um, when it comes to immersion in the game is how good the writing is. So, that being said, with um, like the writing has to be very particular for The Witcher because it comes from a series of books. That's its right. origin is, is, is a series of novels from now uh, from, from Poland and. They have to be very specific with the way they talk because it's set in kind of like this medieval, you know, mid century yeah. kind of whatever setting. I think the year for The Witcher is 1217. Yeah. Something like that. Exactly. So, like Dark Ages, you know, yeah. horrible stuff happening everywhere. You know, uh, me, dragons, knights, all that other crap. Yeah. Um, so, with. Um, with uh, Fallout, which kind of borrows from that kind of mythology in a way, with like the guys from the Enclave and you know feral ghouls and all that yeah. stuff. kind of like these weird mystical elements that like, kind of that kind of take place in the world, but instead you kind of just replace mystical with like nuclear, and yeah, yeah, of, and yeah, yeah, toxic um, type of stuff. Um, I think that it, the writing is going to be. Because it has to be different. Cause it's, well, it's, because it's, yeah, it yeah. it's a sci-fi, yeah.
0: so. and it's something. It's a world that they've created themselves. Yeah. It's not something that they're borrowing yeah. from. So I think, I think,
1: like the immersion is going to be just as
0: good. Just because, yeah, like, I think it'll be a different kind of good. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, it it'll, it'll be different for sure. Um, but it'll probably be equally yeah. as effective. Like I
1: think anyone who doesn't get immersed into that game, it's just probably because of taste. Like there are people who just don't dig on sci-fi and they dig on uh, fantasy elements right. and stuff. So like there are people who would dig The Witcher a lot more than uh, than Fallout, and there's and vice versa. Yeah, um, I am of the mind that I would probably dig Fallout Four a lot more than The Witcher.
0: Um, yeah, because, it like, just it all depends on what you're into. I'm into both almost equally. So yeah. you know, I love. Fireballs out of my hands is almost as much as I love shooting a plasma rifle. Exactly. So, so I just think that like, I think like
1: um, it just it just comes down to like who they get to write it because I mean I, I haven't looked at any of the uh, the credits for who wrote for the last game, uh, right, Fallout right. 3 Or New Vegas because Fallout um, Fallout Three was really immersive for me because I just couldn't put that thing down.
0: Yeah, and even now to the point point where I of course just bought it again. Um, yesterday I'm going to replay that game and of course I'm going to remember where a lot of things are and like the basic stories and everything but there's just so much for me to explore still even after all those hours I put in you know years ago I can replay it again and I'm sure I can just fall right into it like I did before um let's see um, they haven't announced a release date yet no um, there was a placeholder date that they had said um, for 2015 like if you pre-order it through mm-hmm. the Bethesda store um, which it, it said 2015 I believe it said um, like November 2015 mm-hmm. but yeah it's about right I think uh, they've been working on it long enough um, I don't think they would go as far as to show the trailer they did and then wait another whole year, yeah. um, year and a half before they they even release it. You know, yeah.
1: Because I mean, like as, as we mentioned before, they have, they've had to have been working on it after New Vegas.
0: Not, they didn't make no, did the things. after like, Skyrim. Skyrim, okay. So yeah. that was in. Uh, they pretty much went to work on it right after Skyrim. So Skyrim released in 2011. Yeah, we can assume they started working on it in 2012. Or yeah, 2012. Yeah. So, so
1: like, it, yeah, we're definitely gonna have to see it this year, or else um, they wouldn't have like like their play the placeholder date It's it, it's in time for the holidays. Yeah, they, they which is when they would, they would have, the have to release
0: this game. Yeah, and this is like these are the kind of games that make other games. Push back their dates, yep. right? Because nobody wants to release on that same week that Fallout exactly. Four comes out. Because like, like, if you release
1: like the new Call of Duty alongside with the new Fallout, I have a feeling like, as many people that play Call of
0: Duty, there's going to be a lot more people who are going to play Fallout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like if you um, let's say if they they could they could be bullies about it. Let's say you know Halo has a release date of I'm not too sure if they've announced it yet. Yeah, but. Let's say they, that Fallout's like, yeah, we're gonna take this release date. Hale is gonna be like, okay, we'll uh, we'll take a week forward then or a week back. Yeah, they'll you know figure it out, but they're not gonna release on that same. Say like, no, you're gonna take a week back. You're gonna take <laughs> two weeks back. <laughs> so um, yeah, I'm pretty excited for Fallout Four. Um, like I said, I'm just very excited that it's officially announced. Yep. Um, I want to just keep watching that trailer. I love the fact that it's. Um, Centered around the dog a lot. Yeah. I fucking around dog meat. Like, yeah. you know, we don't, of course, we don't know if it's, if it if is dog meat, dog meat, but, um, I obviously it's not because it's a different person, but, you know, if it's named dog meat, I'll be so happy. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering since they focus so much on the, uh, dog aspect of it, if, if you like start off, like almost like right after you come out of the vault with the dog. Yeah, right. Because um, that would be kind of cool. Kinda, that would be kind of that. would be convenient. Um, I always was
1: nervous when I had the dog with me because it's like I don't want this dog to die. I don't care if I die or if this person right. I'm supposed to protect dies. I just don't want my dog to die.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's so like weird weirdly effective to put a dog in something like that and kind of have it focus around things then you see it like be around the crib and like touch his nose against a little like rocket and you're just like oh that's so fucking adorable it's It's so adorable I don't
1: want this dog to get hurt just take him back to the vault and let him live in the vault (laughs) he'd be happy
0: there Um, so yeah we'll see more uh, in a week and a half Uh, E3 is the 16th through the 18th yep um, so next week, it's pretty exciting. Next week? Yeah, next week. Next week, next week yeah. Um, other things in news. A couple weeks ago, we had talked about, or you had talked about, the games that have been nominated for the Video uh, yeah, Game Hall, Hall of Fame. Of fame. Um, well, we have the finalists, the ones that are actually going to be in there. Um, six of them were put in there. Yep. Uh, first one is uh, Super Mario Brothers Yeah. Um, second one, Pac Man. Uh, Doom, Pong, Tetris, and World of Warcraft.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty much like the the core games that were released throughout the generations. Right. If anything, those are the games that kind of made the biggest splash out of everything else. So yeah, I would say maybe not even
0: like generations, but like with World of Warcraft, and there of course that game came out a lot later than Mm -hmm. like Super Mario Brothers, but World of Warcraft really like started that massive multiplayer online thing. Um, Tetris. That took over the world. It's so simple; anybody can pick it yep. up and play. I think like that was the appeal of it too. Like, like,
1: like your grandma could play it and be yeah. really into it. And you know, a lot of you know, adults who never did video games before, that was their game. You know, yeah, that, that's what they played
0: with uh, with Pong. Of course, the
1: first home console. Yep. Or the first home. The first game. home console and like really like the first arcade game. Yeah. Too, because they had cabinets and bars and shit everywhere else.
0: So. Um, Pac Man. Same thing. One of the first, uh, like the most very of the most successful, like, um, like you know, arcade cabinets. Yep. Um, Doom glorified for being essentially the first ever first-person shooter. Well, then of course you had like Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein before
1: yep. it, but like but, this is like the major one, the one that kind of like caused a shit stir with everybody else. Yeah, exactly.
0: And that's uh, that's you know a good enough reason to make it number one. Yep. And then, of course, Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, you, you're you're going to have a Nintendo title, and yeah. of course, you have to. You I mean, might I mean, as well have the one that started platforming yeah. In this, like, I guess almost um, it kind of made games more complex. Yeah. Like, uh, before um, Super Mario Brothers, I would say everything was pretty like yeah. simple, like you know. One kind of big screen with a couple different layers and like yeah. different things hopping around or stuff like exactly that. yeah
1: and it was kind of like the, it's the start of a legacy more than anything else yeah. you know and uh, I'm not sure how many people are up on like their video game history or anything but like back in during the the Atari days and the ColecoVision and and, and uh, everything else uh, video games were kind of just seen as a fad. And like it seemed like it, things were gonna pass, and like there was at one point where uh, everyone thought you know it was about to go all downhill because there was just like a flood of just like these really horrible titles and yeah. just, like, really bad games, and uh, eventually um, is it eventually like everyone thought like the whole thing was about to you know crash crash and burn around them until Nintendo showed up um, in the U.S. and with uh, Super Mario, and then they just Brought it to a whole other level And I think we have Like we have Super Mario to um, The Mario Brothers To really Kind of Thing for modern gaming than anything else, because yeah, without sorry, them, we, we wouldn't be having these consoles. We would not be having this discussion right now. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think what well, I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. When you have a, a parent who doesn't know a lot about games, they'll refer to kids' consoles as "Go get your Nintendo." Yep. Or like you know, your you know they they know Nintendo. Everybody yep. knows the word Nintendo. I would say almost as much as everybody knows the word Disney. Exactly. Right. So it makes sense that they're in there. They uh, you know all these games deserve the spot they have for sure. Uh, speaking of Nintendo, um, they had announced a little while back ago that Lucas would be in, um, in Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. They finally came out and said, okay, the DLC is coming out on the 14th, yeah. so a week from Monday. Uh, it's kind of cool. Um, it'd be nicer to see them kind of hit these uh, DLC characters a little quicker. Um, of course, you are going to have the big Smash Bros. fans, and they're going to be, you know, they're going to be there no matter what. But to keep the appeal going for someone like me, who really enjoys Smash Bros. Mm-hmm. but won't just sit on the couch and play by themselves, you got to give me like a new character, yeah, kind of more often than not to keep me going. And that's something that you see uh, Mortal Kombat doing. Yep, they're having uh, they had Jason come out last month, this month, I think, just uh, earlier in the week, they had Tanya come out. Yeah so they have about a month in between their games and the thing is when, when you release a character like that something new it like injects at least another week two weeks worth of yeah. game or life you know, into that game for yeah. someone because the fans will just want to play that character and kind of learn yeah, anything exactly. and everything
1: they can about that
0: character so it, it makes sense they need, I think they need to step up their DLC thing a little quicker um, but it's not bad. It seems uh, it's kind of cool. they they're at least going for the path of DLC. Yep. Uh, they're embracing it, even if it's uh, not like full heartedly. Yep. So um, another thing happening in gaming news: um, XCOM Two was announced. Um, I don't know if you played the first uh, XCOM. Um, I thought about it, but then like I
1: kind of thought against it just because XCOM is one of those games that takes a bit of a commitment. Um, at least it seems like it needs an. Yeah, it,
0: it, to an extent, um, but not a lot. I mean, you. So the first XCOM um, came out on PC. Eventually, was ported to uh, to consoles. Um, it played surprisingly well on consoles. So pretty much, you know, I'm sure you've seen it, it's like a turn based uh, kind of like a strategy, yeah, kind of a game. Where of course you're shooting at aliens, and aliens are shooting at your people. Um, XCOM, 8, XCOM 2 is supposed to be coming out and It's supposed to be PC exclusive um, The only thing I can think to that Is um, Well, it's exclusive for now Because technically the first XCOM Was also exclusive So we'll see um, We'll see exactly how that turns out Yeah. Um, but yeah, that no, seems kind of exciting They're supposed to be showing more of the uh, More of the game um, at E3 so I guess we'll see a little more then um, something else uh, a one terabyte uh, Xbox bundle was announced um, it comes with a one terabyte Xbox, uh, the Master Chief collection and one of the new controllers which it was also kind of announced earlier in yep. the week I'm not even um, aware of the new controller so the new controller it's essentially the same thing except now instead of having just that USB port at the bottom yep. it's going to have a headphone jack Oh, okay. So, you, you know, you can listen to your game or to your, sh- whatever you're listening to, movies or whatever, plug your headphone directly into your controller and just listen cool. to it there. Um, the only thing that's upsetting to me, because other than that, the only way you can do that is got to go buy, like, a $20 adapter. Yeah. That seems kind of, you know... Pain in the butt. Yeah. So, um, I'm a little upset by it that I, I, I went and bought a controller and now, I, you know, I'm going to be stuck with this controller yeah. that won't we'll be able to do that. But they did announce a one terabyte Xbox with that new controller, Master Chief Collection. I think it says it's going to be like $400, mm-hmm. $450, something like that. Um, that's cool. It's a good thing because the 500 gigabytes yeah. doesn't hold up worth a shit. No. Um I'm using up like at least half of it right now, and I have maybe six, seven games on it. Yeah, I, I download crazy. everything digitally. I got like you know maybe seven or eight games, including indie titles, um, on my Xbox before it filled up. So yep. I had to go buy a whole uh, external hard drive for it. Um, in the long run, that hey, it's okay, but I mean, I had to spend an extra hundred some bucks yep. for that hard drive. So. The total cost of my Xbox just to keep it going is being raised. That's kind of upsetting, you know? Mm-hmm. When you spend a couple hundred dollars yeah. on something, you kind of expect it to be done. Yeah. You don't want to invest more money into it just so you can continue to use it. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing in gaming, uh, the Steam Machine.
1: Yeah, actually have release a release
0: date. date. Um, people have been like looking forward to this, or at least
1: been talking about it a lot of like years ago, like four or five years yeah. ago, or some something, something like that. Um, I don't know Time flies by really quick in, in the gaming world Because Just Everyone just talks about One thing for a while And then all of a sudden It's just gone Yeah I mean like Anyone remember the Phantom? Exactly Yeah exactly. <laughs> um, the, the Phantom was supposed to be Like this Like The console before The Dreamcast came out Or something Yeah Or about the same time But like It was supposed to be An independent thing um, From uh, Independent from uh, Sega and Nintendo But it just never happened But um The Steam Machine has uh, Has an actual release date Um Let's see. Uh, you can like pre-order it. Remember, you can pre-order it on like October sixteenth, and then the official launch is going to happen on November tenth. Um, this just kind of seems like it's just like I think this is really cool. I might want to get one.
0: I wouldn't invest. I would say yes because okay, I have a I have a higher end uh, computer. Um, I can download stuff on my computer and just, you know, hook It's a laptop, so I can hook that up to my TV and be good to go. Uh, Technically, if you have, you know, like a tower, you can hook that up to your TV as well. Yep. And, you know, play games on it. Um, With the Steam machine, you'll be able to do all that. And of course, with the, you know, controller they're going to be coming out with, you'll also be able to play those um, keyboard and mouse games. Yep. Which. There's a lot of them, yeah. Uh, of all the games on Steam, I would say a small percentage of them, or uh, you know, maybe not like a tiny percent, but maybe like 15 20 percent are controller compatible, yeah. Everything else is, you know, keyboard and mouse. And if you're just trying to sit on your couch and play something, it can be a little tedious yeah. to do so. So, I, I think that this definitely
1: brings um, a new audience. To Steam Because like, I-, I remember kind of like always kind of wishing and lamenting that Steam isn't like an app available on
0: the Xbox or PS4 or yeah, something. Because Steam has flipped the gaming world on its head in the sense that you can buy something on Steam the day it comes out for 60 bucks. Or you can wait uh, 30 days for the next big sale and get that shit 15, 20% off. And just consistent sales always. There's, there's the the way people describe Steam is simply um, if you wanna buy something, don't buy it if it's not on sale because it'll go on sale within the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And they have the big like winter sale at the end of the year. You have the summer sale that's gonna, gonna be coming up I believe in a couple of weeks here. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like big discounts off of like new games. Like I'm sure, um, like the Wolfenstein uh, DLC standalone that came out um, originally like twenty bucks. I can see that going for about eight or nine dollars. Yeah. Um. Just the
1: amount of just the the prices that they can get away with. Yeah. Is just so appealing in and of itself
0: to the point to where um, I've spent a lot of money on Steam. And a lot of money on the Steam sales and bought games that I have never played. <laughs> that's right? true for everybody, though. So it's just, uh, it's exciting that they're coming out with yeah. a Steam
1: machine. That and, like, the Humble Bundles as well yeah. to throw in on top of everything on just the end of Yeah, so machines.
0: everything in the Humble Bundles usually redeems on Steam, so that's pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, like,
1: this thing seems like it has a lot of horsepower, too, because it's um, uh, an Alienware machine yeah. that's just kind of being modded out into a console, essentially. Essentially, like, as you said, like, it's just kind of like a tower that has Steam on it that... That's all it's dedicated. Yeah. For. So like, I think I think that's pretty cool, and the fact that I think that they can probably just run just about anything on it. Then, like, if you want to yeah. run like all three crisis games, you know, at once or something, I'm pretty sure it, it seems like it can do it. And well, I least just a little hyperbolic, maybe, but still, it seems like yeah. I mean, something okay. So one of the
0: things um, that okay, of course, they're gonna have the Alienware one, but there are other manufacturers that are also making. Uh, steam machines so depending on your price range and what you're willing to spend um, you can get something that's a little lower uh, on the spectrum or something a little higher so just depending on how much money you want to invest in it you can have a steam machine that's blowing everything away or you can you know have one on the lower end just so you can play some like indie games yeah you know some older games and stuff like that so uh, it's pretty cool. I'm happy that it's finally coming out. They've been talking about it for ages. So, yep. and of course, this will mean the release of the Steam controller, uh, which I'm gonna end up buying one because I have so many games on here that I'd like to just sit on my couch and play, mm-hmm. but I can't because you know you need the keyboard and the mouse yeah. and everything. It just it just seems like such a
1: bizarre design. I kind of I'm really eager to see uh, how it functions because like it's just a mystery to me at this point just just by looking at it it just seems it's like so concave and yeah. and like has these two giant like Thumb pads, I guess, and it just it, it makes no sense in my head. So I really want to see it being used. like an actual. I want to actually want to see it being used for you know a keyboard game and see uh, and just see like how it works because that, that, that's what I'm fascinated in right now is the, is just to see how their controller is able to do everything it says it's going to do.
0: Yeah, that's that's a that's a big thing too because technically we've haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. They, they were like, oh yeah, we're going to go with this design And then they were like, never mind, we're not going to do that design We're going to do something else And they changed it on us So we were kind of not sure exactly what they're doing just, just yet But um, I'm sure soon enough we were going to go and see that um, I think that's really all we have to talk about in games um, It's probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode Because really, we don't have very many, very much news in music, core in games. Really, in comics, we only have one thing we're going to talk about. So um, we can take a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back and finish this up. So we're back, and we were talking about pizza during our breaks, so and now we're kind of hungry. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just a little bit more than hungry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that just gives us more incentive to uh, get Finish this done. <laughs> um, so movies, um, you put on here the, uh, the Nightmare uh, trailer. Yeah. It's a documentary. You yeah. watched the trailer before we came and recorded yeah. this, and the whole time I was watching it, and... Thinking, like, is this like a mockumentary kind of a thing yep. or something like that? But you say it's a like it's, real life. It's supposed to
1: be like a full documentary. Um, they're reenacting a lot of these. Uh, as they say, essentially, the movie is, is kind of uh, documenting these people's experience with sleep paralysis. And they kind of, like, if anyone, anyone who's listening to this, more than likely you've been on Reddit or 4chan or whatever, and you've been on the No Sleep board on, on Reddit or you've visited X. And you've read their nope threads or their sleep paralysis threads, so uh, you know what we're talking about when it comes to like shadow people and so. Else.
0: So, a but, quick explanation of what sleep paralysis actually yeah. is: it's a uh, let's say if you're sleeping, it's like where you wake up but you can't actually move. Yeah. You're like seeing things around you. Uh, a lot of people say it's like someone sitting on their chest mm-hmm. or you know pinning them down. Yeah. Um, Essentially, it's when you force everything else.
1: To go to sleep, except for your brain, right. and then your brain is still active, and it kind of messes around with it or something like that. I, mean, yeah, I never quite understood it. And it's, never, it's so
0: weird, and it's something I've never experienced. Yeah, um, Anne has experienced it. Her best friend Ruby has experienced it, and um, we've like talked about it and everything. But I just don't get it. It's never happened to me, so I don't exactly yeah, I don't understand, understand how it
1: happens in the first place. How like there's like I've been I've heard of people making it happen. Like um, like uh, when it's time to go to sleep, they just do everything they normally do when they go to sleep, but they just kind of force the brain to keep working or something like that, and then it happens. And But like uh, th- this documentary is supposed to be all the horrible, messed up shit you see uh, yeah. when that happens. So you get shadow people, which are essentially exactly like they sounds, just like this really dark silhouette in the form of a person – Um, Just
0: kind of like Usually with like These really dark um, These kind of like uh, These glowing eyes It's so weird Because this stuff Has spurred so much uh, And this stuff isn't You know like A recent phenomenon Mm -hmm. This thing has happened For you know Probably Ever. as long as human time. Yeah. Because um, you have so many like fairy tales and not even fairy tales, but like really? urban legends yeah, and, and, and stories like, about demons. Yeah, exactly. Like demons sitting on your chest. Yeah. And like maybe maybe back then it wasn't exactly you see people, but you see like, yeah. you know, I guess anything you'd see back then would freak you out. Exactly. I feel like we're more desensitized to that stuff now, but I'm sure back yeah. then, back in like everything was like surrounded with either good or evil.
1: That definitely stood yeah, on the evil it, side of things. Definitely evil. Um, so this documentary looks interesting. Now uh, a lot of like uh, this was like premiered, I think, at South by Southwest or something along those lines. Um, a lot of people really dig it. Um, it's getting pretty good reviews. From it looks Vulture really cool. And, uh, because South like I said,
0: it's one of those things where I I watch the trailer and I think to myself like, yeah this doesn't. This looks like it would be a good like mockumentary kind mm-hmm. of a thing. But then you say it's not, and that kind of like brings it to like, oh shit, this stuff actually did happen. This this is something that these people actually did experience, and it just uh, it looks really cool. I'm kind of excited for
1: it. I'm excited for it, and like it reminds me of another documentary um, that I saw years ago called Mm -hmm. Cropsy. Now, Cropsey was is also kind of in the same vein as being kind of like this horror documentary, where it's just kind of designed to kind of scare the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, because the, that Cropsey is about this urban legend of a character called Cropsey, um, like you know, like the golden hook for an arm kind of kind of yeah. stuff, you know. Um, that like he he escaped from a mental asylum and he steals kids. Essentially, the, the core of it. And then this, the, these uh, documentary uh, filmmakers. Explore that um, Explore it And then they tie They're able to tie this Like uh, A lot of like Missing kids uh, Cases that never got solved That's so fucking creepy part. Yeah I know It's immediately creepy It's ho- And believe me When I watched it It was terrifying When I first watched it Go Mostly because I couldn't sleep and I was up at two o'clock in the morning and it was windy and rainy outside. Best, so that's exactly, right. best time to watch these things. Exactly best time to watch these things. also I was like the only one in the house too. So, you know,
0: best time to watch it. Cropsy's gonna come get me, I guess. If I can't fall asleep and shit. It's like
1: Might as well just die, I guess. I mean, I ain't gonna fucking put up put a fight with this thing. So like um and they were able to put like these cases, uh what, like Tie it to like the urban legend of Cropsy because that's what people, um, that's where the legend kind of came from, and uh, that that's what adults used to tell their kids: don't go out at night, don't go out alone, always stay with your parents or always stay with your friends, or else Cropsy's gonna come out and get you. And then they, uh, and uh, then um, they kind of look into the real uh you know missing cases of like and they kinda ties back to this dude who was janitor at a mental asylum and then they show old footage of the mental asylum and it's just like it's as stereotypical
0: as a mental asylum as you can imagine. Just completely terrifying and terrifying. like abandoned beds and like stepped exactly. over a wheelchair and fucking just like Except with the with the patient still
1: in the building Ugh. wandering around just like you know like schizophrenic people mentally retarded people who just like have no concept of what's going on at all
0: and just like they're like half of them are like naked and it's just such like a terrible weird time in our history where we did that and like now it's just created this fu- I could not go into a fucking Mm-mm. like asylum I
1: can't even go to a, an abandoned asylum that's guaranteed 100% safe because I'm afraid that I'm going like to like piss a, off some ghost Yeah exactly get fucking raped by a ghost or something I'm some just going to I'm going to get <laughs> this shit murdered of me and like because like i have like i'm not like very superstitious or i don't believe in the supernatural or paranormal or anything like that all that much i don't believe in religious stuff either. but it's not that it this should actually happen it's just it's just like that, stuff it that actually happened is it's terrifying and also just like also i just don't want to mess with this with the smallest possibility that it's real just because i've seen these movies and i know how bad they
0: end and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that i've seen that movie i'm not gonna go there never ever like, ever, ever like you think about it and it's like some of the this stuff has to be inspired by reality, right? Exactly. Everything that's ever been, like, come out has to be in, It's inspired somehow by something that happened in real life.
1: Um, or, so, or at least, you know, experienced in some way,
0: you know, something like that. And, like, I would just be too terrified of going into an insane asylum that's been a uh, quote unquote abandoned yep. and then running into fucking crazy homeless people exactly. or just crazy crazy people yeah like that would just be too much Maybe. i would i would die and and just Talking about the Cropsy movie
1: um, as like the last thing to kind of really scare the to kind of scare the shit out of me because like I haven't been scared by a horror movie in the longest time. I've been like enthralled and I've been like super stoked on like certain horror movies like the, like The Conjuring and Insidious and a couple yeah. others um, and uh, and Sinister um, because they were actually really good movies that harken back to an older period in in horror films, right right um, like during the seventies and stuff and. And I like those movies as movies, but they didn't scare me. Yeah. Yeah. The doc these like horror documentaries that are kinda of starting to creep out a little bit, I am really digging a lot
0: because Like as you said, this stuff actually happened. Yeah, so it's terrifying. That that that's the stuff that makes things super scary to me. Like scary movies, I'm like, okay, whatever. So there's like this slasher guy that really like will never die and has made ten movies and he just keeps killing people. And he's so scary, Jason. (laughs) But it's but it's with things like like this where. Where now that you you know you it's clear that it is a real documentary, not just like some kind of like a mockumentary. Because if it was yeah. a mockumentary, I'd be like, okay, whatever, yeah, who cares. Like,
1: like some weird mockumentary with a weird narrative attached yeah. to it.
0: But you know, with this being like real life, that shit is fucking scary, yeah. man. It's horrible. It's terrifying. Yeah. So. Um, that looks really cool. Um, any idea when that's going to be coming out? If it's um, like going to be making like a big theatrical release? I'm not sure if it's going to
1: get like a wide release or anything. I'm not entirely sure what the uh, release date on it is. Um, I imagine it's soon because they, um, it's been hitting the festival circuit. So it, either by the end of this year or the beginning of next, I would imagine. I, I haven't really looked into it. I just really discovered the... The trailer. the trailer, like not too long ago, and you know, it, as I said, it was pretty cool. It was pretty dope. I'm pretty excited for it.
0: So yeah, I would suggest watching it, just because, uh, like I said, I didn't know anything about it beforehand, and that was you know, uh, it was something else to actually like watch it. And ugh. yeah.
1: Um, but moving on to other movie stuff, um, this is kind of like the meat of the of what I wanted to talk about. If anything, um, there's been a couple of trailers released. Um, for of like, some a little while ago, some kind of more recent. Uh, the and the main ones I'm gonna like kind of touch on uh, is uh, the end of the tour with Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Jason Segel, and uh, the Steve Jobs biopic that David is gonna be doing now these are gonna seem very unrelated to each other and they are they're not related to each other like both are Oscar bait but only one is guaranteed to actually go to the Oscars and that's Steve Jobs because it's David David Fincher and written by you know Aaron Sorkin Um, the other one is just pure Oscar bait because that's just (laughs) it just is yeah Um, uh, if like what i'm getting at is uh, Seth Rogen is going to be playing um, Wozniak in Steve Jobs. Now this is a big departure from anything he's ever done
0: in, in the past. Yeah, cuz he's been, he's he's just been that
1: the it's thing the he's stoner, known for is that stoner, the stoner like, funny guy, dial yeah. yeah. type of character. And uh, the most he ever got To a serious role, at least that I'm Really aware of um, Is 50-50 with uh, Yeah, with, with um,
0: uh, Jason Gordon-Levitt Yeah, that
1: guy yep. Um um, that was about as close to a serious role as he got, but he was still, like, the funny dude. He was still the comedy relief in the movie anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this one where he's kind of, like, in a pure dramatic role um, is very new. And same with Jason Siegel. Like, the last time I ever saw him in a kind of a more dramatic role where there wasn't, like, funny bits where you're kind of, like, chuckling here and there at him was... Uh To think, maybe you can say freaks and geeks, yeah, and that's like the start of his career. But even then, he was still pretty funny in that show, anyway. Yeah, Um, so like, if if anything, the discussion I want to bring up is how do you feel about traditionally comedic actors become doing
0: dramatic roles? Some of them can pull it off. Right. There's some character. There's some people that you have two different kind of actors. Right. Mm -hmm. A more well rounded actor, and then you have a um, character actor. Yeah. So Um,
1: essentially, you have a Bill Murray,
0: and then you have a Jack Black. Right. Um, And you can do that in a couple of different you know scenarios, Mm -hmm. Um, like you know DiCaprio. Yeah, of course, being that like one of those people who I can say that I can. See him in different movies And completely different movies Completely different things Completely different styles of acting And every single one is just like nail on the head Mm -hmm. Um, And then of course you have your character actors Which You know, that's what you see with a lot of comedy, comedic actors. Um, After you make 20 movies of being the funny guy, it's really hard to go from that and become something serious. Yeah. Right? And even if you can pull it off amazingly, there's no guarantee of your success because everybody sees you as that funny guy. Yeah. Um, One of the examples I think um, I can kind of name off more recently in TV. Was um, the guy who played uh, Dwight in The Office? Um, ah, I can't remember his name, but he had that other TV show that came out more recently, uh, Backstrom. Oh yeah, yeah. And it just he was he was just supposed to be this like assholey kind of like just like a drunk, essentially the dirty version of Monk, right? And it's just um, that show got canceled, and one of the reasons I'm sure that is is. Because no one can really see him as anything other than Dwight. If you mm-hmm. play any character for long enough, nobody's going to... Especially when you... like, I think when people
1: remind, re- remember you as that certain character, I think it's because you did that character really well. Right.
0: So, like... And, like, and there's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Everybody needs, you know, specific comedic actors. Like, think of... The guy who plays um, Sheldon in The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I, um, he, I can't remember his name right now either. He's never going to be anything other than a nerd, right? Yeah, he, he, There's he just no way he'll ever do anything else. Yes. even Jim Parsons, that's his yeah. name. So even, I don't think he'll ever be able to do anything other than that style of character. On screen, maybe like voice acting, he might be able to do something else. Exactly. But on screen, that's all you'll ever be able to you know, amount to. And that's not, a, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's more so, if that's who you are, embrace it and roll into it and make something great with that character, right? Exactly. Instead of that, uh, like, if you had a character like that try and do something way serious, it's going to be really hard for people to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's how I feel about um, comedic actors taking on more serious roles in certain situations it works out but really most of the time you've made your name as a comedic actor because you're really good at that Um, so why ruin a good thing yeah Um,
1: I think I've seen this happen when actors become, become older more than anything else, you yeah. Because I, I think that. I think it's because they, they finally get tired of being that the funny, funny guy, guy, and then they, and they realize that they're kind of like the butt of every Hollywood joke yeah. at that point. Especially like, like if you look at a guy like Adam Sandler, you see you like early on in his career, he was perfectly fine being the just funny that man child. Exactly, making the same full movies. of rage. Yeah, getting the girl at the end. Blah 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 blah. Um, overcoming the bully character, all uh, the other crap, um, and but then you kind of get a couple of these weird funky movies that he did later down the line. Uh, you know, everyone brings up uh, Punch Drunk Love and um, that 9/11 movie he did. Yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Rain on Rain on Me. Yeah. Um, uh, and while well, I enjoyed Punch Drunk Love mostly because I kind of just dig whatever. Uh, um. Paul Thomas Anderson does um, as a director. Uh, it's just kind of such a weird departure for him because he still has that weird rage element to his character in it. And then all it does is just remind me of like elements from like Happy Gilmore,
0: right? And then it not only does it ruin that acting experience in which is too that bad movie. too because he's actually pretty good in that movie as right. an actor. But it just kind of like takes away from the job he's doing in that movie because mm-hmm. you're just like eh. You're just like you know I just feel like the rage that wants to come out like if this were a different kind of movie, like this scene would be completely different, yeah. right, or at least maybe like a completely different actor um, right. who
1: would have handled it either the same way or differently. there would have been a, just a different outcome
0: emotional outcome to right. and anything else um, where i feel like it, it it might sound kind of weird to say but it it with com, when comedic actors do these kind of things i just even if i know it's a serious movie i can't help but to be like so like when is he gonna be funny? So when's the like, art jokes showing you know, up? When's the when's the thing where he does like the thing and like the penguin comes out and like you know like and he does like the dance moves
1: and, <laughs> and all those stuff right like it, it, like and then like same, like same with Jim Carrey too like Jim Carrey did like a number of like hilarious movies in the past and then he does well, uh, well, the well Show yeah which is is funny it is pretty funny um and he's
0: actually pr- pretty fucking good in that movie but I too. don't think like because Jim Carrey is such a specific kind of funny. It's yeah. just that like really weird, quirky, kinetic, strange, just very light. comedy. Yeah, exactly. So um, to see him be funny in a different sense, you're just like, eh, this doesn't yeah. feel the same. Yeah. And to
1: see him kind of take on those weird dramatic roles they did with like the uh, with like the number twenty three and uh, the majestic. Yeah. It's just kind of just such a weird a weird choice for these characters. And then um so I, I'm not entirely sure of people who actually pull it off. Like Bill Murray is the only guy I know of who has the dramatic range to actually kind of do that. And if anything, like remember correctly, he started off as a dramatic actor in the first place. Yeah. He like he uh, was doing like he tried to get a number of, of uh, movies made um, after he was um, off of Saturday Night Live, but that just didn't pan out because
0: everyone wanted him to be the funny yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, once you're good at a certain thing. Everybody wants you to keep doing that thing, and then the thing is, they want you to keep doing that thing, but they'll give you shit for doing that same thing. Exactly. Because right? these these actors get such shit for like, oh, we see the same character in every movie, like it's the same thing. Yeah, but you're kind of expecting them to be in that same position. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't type of situation. Yeah. But
1: you know, I, I think that like, I, I actually really like it when I see people who do like. Comedic actors try and like sh- stretch out into other roles. Like Robin Williams did really great when he um, took on other roles of uh, yeah, like like in Twenty Four Hour Photo, he was this weird, sinister, creepy dude. Same with um, what was the uh, Insomnia with um, Al Pacino, um, same deal, you know. So like, I really dug all the stuff that he did, and like, and I think it also kind of helped that he did some earlier dramatic roles before right. he got too old into that era as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think if you start off serious um, and then from there evolve into comedic... And then try and go back to serious, that's going to be a lot easier than if you're just mm-hmm. start off funny and then try and go serious. Yes. It's always surprising to see dramatic actors who are funny right. or people who are, or like people who
1: kind of do like certain types of movies just fine. And then all of a sudden you find out this guy's pretty funny too. Same thing happened with like Channing Tatum. Yeah. You know, like, like he was just kind of like the butt of like, well, he was like the butt of Hollywood jokes because this is a, like that, like pretty boy, pretty like, boy and all the romantic comedies and all the other crap. Yeah, But then you see
0: him in 21 Jump Street exactly. and he's hilarious. He's great. Um and so he 's one of those characters that on the opposite end of the spectrum, where you see him being in more serious roles and more yeah. like dramatic roles, and then switching over to comedy yeah. and I feel like a lot of people don't want to do that because comedy movies don't win Oscars. No, well, there was one time they, it did, and that was Annie Hall. But that. But was, think of that one time out of the hundreds of Oscars that have been put out there. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's just comedy movies don't get Oscars, and I think a lot of comedic actors going for serious roles. It's like, well, I need to win my Oscar. I need to validate yeah. my my acting career, yeah. right? I think that's what happened with Steve Carell in The Foxcatcher, because Steve Carell was nominated for
1: Best Actor um, in a leading role for his portrayal of God. Uh, uh, Damn it, now I forgot the guy's name. But um, he, he was nominated, and it was, it's Steve Carell, the dude from The Office. Right. No one expected that, and a lot of people didn't want that to happen because a lot of people thought he didn't really deserve it. Mm.
0: Right, and um, that's it's one of those things where... Um, that's another thing with the whole Oscar committee and people being like, you know, these actors don't deserve it if they're comedic actors. Yeah. But it's like, well, if they did a good fucking job, they fucking deserve it. Just because yeah. they don't haven't done this for as long as some of these other people doesn't mean that they don't deserve it as much as they do. Yeah. Right? Well shit I think that's our movie talk there's plenty of other we saw a couple other trailers before we came and recorded I think um, we'll Um, just touch on it I guess real quick Uh, we watched the Macbeth trailer Um, you mentioned this is the same director that's going to be directing the Assassin's Creed movie exactly Um, so you can with that trailer you can feel like a lot of that same aesthetic that you could possibly see translate over into exactly um like an Assassin's Creed kind of a style. It's kinda of got that like weird, like over the top feel of like maybe like a Game of Thrones kind of a style. Mm-hmm. It has
1: you like know, just and this very ethereal Quality, this very foreboding, yeah. doom laden type of type of story. I mean, it, it's Macbeth, so obviously it has that. Yeah,
0: everybody dies in Macbeth. Spoiler alert! In case you guys weren't paying attention in high school, <laughs> um, in, all, in all honesty, who of us were? None of us. But yeah, so I mean, it's got that feel because it's going to be that kind of movie. But they're, it, it, they've done a good job Yeah, with what they're doing. So. I mean, it, it
1: looks interesting, but like um, I, there was a point you made, which I have to agree with when it comes to at least just this movie, is that uh, am I really gonna sit through another three-hour Macbeth movie? Right, is a because I've seen at least three
0: other Macbeth. Because yeah, no, the trailer looks nice. The trailer looks cool um, stylistically. It looks real nice. Um, of course, we know what the story is going to be because it's Macbeth. Yeah. Um, no surprises. At all. With some of the shots that they showed in the trailer, it looked really cool. Like there was that shot where he was just a, essentially like a shadowy figure is like mm-hmm. on a fire. Like, battle, fiery battlefield, yep. or something. There's like, you know, ashes going in front of them. That looked really cool. There's these really cool stylistic shots, but I don't know if I want to pay $12 to go sit in a theater for three hours mm-hmm. to watch this. Because I know how the story builds up, and I know there's a lot of building up of the story. Yep. There's not a lot of action scenes in Macbeth. Mm-hmm. There are some, and of course, you see some of those in the trailer, but if. How many more can they add in there? Right, Mm -hmm. So you're going to be sitting through a two two to three hour movie, probably closer to the three hour mark. Definitely closer Uh, to the three hour mark. So is that worth it? In all
1: honesty, personally for me, it ain't I'm just gonna get it on Netflix. Just that way, I can pause it at my leisure.
0: Yeah, because with something like that, it's like okay, this is getting kind of boring. Maybe I can fast forward through some of this stuff or something like this. I can come back and watch it later. The the like going and watching it in a theater, you're committing to it. Yeah,
1: I mean, like if, if anything. I would probably go see it in the theater because this is going to be an Oscar Beatty type of flick and it's going to be nominated for something. It's probably going to be nominated for Best Cinematography and if Michael Fassbender does a really great job, which it kind of looks like he's going to really kind of like consume that role, um, he might get a nomination for something. If, if anything, he's going to get nominated for Steve Jobs. Yeah. Um, but uh, he might get nominated for this movie... Uh,
0: Maybe, if anything, it's going to bolster everything else for Steve Jobs. I feel like he is on top of his game. I feel like there's been a lot of movies everyone watched him in their movies and he's just been he's been kicking ass out there, right? Yeah, at least I would say so.
1: I, mean, like, I have to admit the only the only good parts of the new X Men movies is him as Magneto he's the only good parts of that of those movies yeah um in my opinion like everyone raves about you know Quicksilver yeah, I guess but the Magneto character cool. is so much more cooler in my opinion yeah um
0: especially since he looks like comic book Magneto <laughs> yeah <laughs> so cool um but yeah, so I knew he was in a couple other movies. Um, of course, he was in uh, *Inglorious Bastards*. Yeah, he was very, very good in *Inglorious Bastards*. I really dug that stuff a lot. Uh, *Prometheus*. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's plenty of, there's been plenty of movies, and if you look at his, um, his, stuff, his page on uh, IMDb, you just get like, you know, a whole bunch of shit that he's been in. Um, and it's just he's putting out. He's in like two or three three or four different movies a year. Exactly. So, I mean, he's... Uh, especially in more recent years, he's been on top of his game. Um, but yeah, no, that uh, definitely seems like... Uh, they actually have him in here for the Assassin's Creed movie. Exactly. He's going to be so. in the And
1: also, uh, it's also going you to know, lend to it, too, because I kind of wonder if that's how his character is going to be in Assassin's Creed. Because... Similar, like
0: the same director might want the same performance out of him or something. Right, right? if he does it, if he did an amazing job for the director in this movie, it's very likely that the director will be like, "Yeah, you're coming back and you're going to take care of business." Yeah, you know. So, so. you know,
1: it's, it's definitely interesting. And if you're if you're wondering what the new Assassin's Creed movie is going to be like, I guess you just check out the trailer, you know. It, see it's, if it, it's
0: it's very possible it's going to yeah. be very very similar.
1: Yeah, at least like at least you know, probably not storytelling wise. Definitely not storytelling wise. If anything, just by the look, yeah, this, yeah like the, the cinematography the film,
0: yeah. of it is going to be probably the same. Like certain shots you see are can very easily yeah. be translated yeah. over. This to is like the most see.
1: actiony version of Macbeth that I will probably ever see. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just kind of—it's just weird. It's kind of like this weird mix of Braveheart and Shakespeare. I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it, but I'll it's, probably not see it. Bad. it's not entirely bad. It's not—it's not horrible. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen in the world. It's just kind of it's just kind of makes me kind of you know crick my head to the right a little bit and kind yeah. of wonder what's
0: going on. Um, what other did we see? Any other trailers that I can think of? I can't. Um, no, but, there's
1: there's not really a whole lot uh, going on movie wise. Uh, Dress the new dress part
0: comes out. End of the week and in, in a week. Uh, pretty a week. exciting. Um, I'm probably gonna end up watching one, two, and three again, um, just to kind of yeah. build up that anticipation for it. Should maybe bra- start with three, maybe go to two, and then finish with one. Because one was. Well, the, we're gonna go one, two, and three, then three, two, and one, and then two,
1: three, one, and then <laughs> three, one, two. It'll be like a different trilogy every time. Every time.
0: I should have brought my box set. <laughs> That's what I should have done. Um, Um, only other thing we have on here just to talk about comics a little bit um they released that photo photo i say photo uh image of um the new uh marvel characters and how they're kind of be kind of gonna look and their kind of general aesthetic um what do you think joey um well okay so looking at this um so let's kind
1: of just run through this image and we'll kind of get an idea of what i what i Think about a lot of this. Um, so, going from left to right, we have at the very top Doctor Spectrum. Right. Um, they're saying it's Marvel's Green Lantern. Um, Marvel doesn't need a Green Lantern, um, and I kind of think they already had one with a Nova Corps. But the Nova Corps seems to be absent from this photo, so um, from this uh, image. So fuck you and everything you've ever done in your life because Nova was so fun and so cool, one of my favorite characters ever in the Marvel Universe, and it's just gone now. At
0: least from the looks
1: of it, it's just gone. I'm not happy. Now I'm Rocker. I hanging out for some reason
0: only because the movie did really well. Yeah, I feel like that's a big reason why they have Rocket Raccoon on there because Star Lord. Yeah, because there's no reason why those two would be on there otherwise, right? Exactly. I mean, they they just did the movie did really well, so they're fucking keeping him in there.
1: The Thing, who is now no longer part of the Fantastic Four, he's part of. He's just like some thing. He's just the thing. He's just just some thing. He does whatever you know. Whatevs. <laughs> Totes no big deal. Um. So like the Thing is part of the Guardians of the Galaxy now. Um. It's just kind of weird to take him from a long standing group
0: that's yeah. supposed to be
1: his family, and you know, now it's just gone. Kind of just
0: take it away from him.
1: Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure the specifics of it, so anyone who is listening to this and wants to fill us in on the specifics of The Secret War, go ahead and do it. Tell us how much of an asshole we are, or whatever. Um, tell us how wrong we are about comics, but just to let you know. Your opinion, just like everybody else, and it's all wrong. So yeah, yeah. Um, Citizen V, I don't even
0: know who the hell this guy is. He looks like a weird Captain America, like knockoff. It's technically unconfirmed. It looks like a Baron Zemo, unconfirmed. It just looks retarded in my opinion. Um, um, it's,
1: it's, it's like it's like okay, so we're gonna
0: mix Zorro
1: with Captain America, <laughs> and he's gonna have a sword, and shit's gonna be dope. No, that sounds ridiculous. America yeah. Now you have this dude in this weird hoodie. Hey, this dude looks pretty homelessy right now. Karnak, um, part of the Inhumans, um, detects and
0: exploits weaknesses.
1: <laughs> so he's a boxer. <laughs> and that's all he does. He's a street. He's gonna be a street level character. Just judging by the way he looks, he's a street. He's gonna be a street level character from like from now on, if anything. Um, let's see. Inferno also part of the Inhumans. Uh, fire, obviously. Like, like Marvel's had like three or four different human torches, yeah. all operating within different different elements of the or time, realms, you
0: know? and yeah, um, Hyperion, Marvel, Superman, I guess. Marvel doesn't need a Superman in my opinion. Yeah, and Superman is one of those characters who I've never really cared for to begin with just yeah. because, yeah, it's cool that he's got all these superpowers, but at the same time it's like uh, a person who's only weak to one thing isn't really yeah. someone I can relate to. Well, he's also weak to magic. Okay, whatever a person who's weak to two things like, i'm weak to bullets <laughs> and like, That's Laser. and lasers and
1: knives and high calories and sodium <laughs> cholesterol cholesterol and shit man that's something that Superman just not have to worry about <laughs> um so like hyperion just looks like a weird version of sentry um I kind of just wonder, like, why they just think they just didn't keep Sentry in there. But hey, whatever.
0: Hopefully, see if this new character works. More than likely, he ain't. Um, this is something I think is really interesting. They have Iron Man in here, and they have his essentially his new redesign. His redesign uh, looks very. He looks like a villain from the Power Rangers. I don't even. I want to say he looks more so like um, if you've seen like the Disney Infinity figure yeah, or okay. something you see like on like uh, you know like. Um, it'd be, I guess, the Disney Channel since Marvel is owned by Disney, like a Disney TV show. Yeah. Like, he doesn't look like a comic book character. Like, I feel like Iron Man used to look like. Um I don't know, like, very metally and, like, sharp. And this looks more like softened edges. Yeah, like,
1: he had, like, a weight to him in the older books.
0: Where I even guess. if you looked at him, you're like, yeah, he looks like he's, like... Uh, he weighs a ton. Yeah. But he's able to move around like a cat, you know? This just looks like... It looks like a rubber suit. Mm, right. It looks a little, like... Yeah. It just looks soft. Um I don't like the way his face looks, no, um, he has
1: like this weird like neck beard looking thing going on with the bottom part of that helmet. It just looks odd uh, yeah. um, let's see Daredevil... I admit Daredevil's redesign looks pretty badass.
0: Yeah, so. no, I, I like the way Daredevil looks. Um, I think they're really going to bank off the success of the Netflix series. Definitely. And they're kind of going to play off each other. Yeah. I um, mean, like, I, I dig the classic looks that he had, like the red suit right. they had um, prior, and then the earlier version of him where he kind of had that yellow and red thing going on. But, like, even in the beginning of uh, the Netflix series, he's wearing all black, and he looks yep. like a fucking badass. I mean, in it, all so. honesty,
1: if you're a superhero who's just starting out, like, uh, you're not going to have like a full sense of who of what your identity is, and, or what. Your oh, yeah, even is be.
0: even um, it makes more sense for Daredevil to be uh, all black blind, anyway. or you know, black, anyways. Because one, he's blind, yeah. and two, he's usually out going about at night. Like <laughs> I you just know. imagine him, like because
1: he's blind, he somehow made his own costume. It's like some gaudy, <laughs> bright pink because like he's <laughs> blind, he doesn't know the difference. It's like, damn it, how do they keep seeking me?
0: <laughs> but if you're fighting in the dark, right, it makes more sense to be in all black than yeah. in all red. So. Um, I think he looks really cool. I think it That's looks something dope. I'm kind of excited. At, yeah. You know, could be looking forward to um, Medusa.
1: Another part of the Inhumans. This is the third Inhuman on here, except for Black Bolt. So what happened to Black Bolt? Someone tell me, because Black Bolt was a pretty cool character in my yeah. opinion. Um, just a dude who can whisper and like level, at, like level a countryside.
0: You know, with just his w- just a whispering voice, so. pretty much being the Dovahkin. just uh, exactly, <laughs> except with whispering instead of yelling.
1: Yeah. So you know, like um, Medusa just kind of doesn't really look all that different. Definitely more hair. Because if I remember correctly, Medusa had... She had really long hair, but she was able to kind of manipulate and like grow hair as needed. This just kind of looks like she's well, able... They to. Might, she might still be doing that with this now. It's yeah. just kind of the design they're going for. Um, let's see. Next up, the kind of like the biggest one out of the group, uh, the new Wolverine is X-23, which is uh, Logan's daughter. That makes sense. In my opinion um, it's just that like Wolverine is, is a mantle that's been, been held up by Logan for so long that I just don't understand why she just couldn't have had like her own book like continued on with her right. own book and just like in a more major way now um, instead of her just becoming Wolverine because it's just kind of lame in my opinion when they, instead of just making way for this cool, interesting new character they built up, all of a sudden they just kind of shoehorn them into this title.
0: Right. And it just, they're I feel just like not going to live up to it the takes, it, Yeah, it takes away from... Um you know that character being there before but it also takes away from the potential that the new character has. Exactly. So if like you would introduce her instead in her own comic book she has her own arc yeah, you know so we have like a number issues mm-hmm. um and then we introduce her into the X-Men then yeah. so we have Logan come out and kind of retiring but they still need a Wolverine style person in there so they're like oh maybe we can get yeah. um you know Laura in there. Yeah. What's her name right? Laura Kinney. Yeah Laura Kinney. Mm-hmm. Um so that would make more sense. I think that would that would be a great way to develop this character. Have uh, people get a liking for this character, mm-hmm. and then putting them in there instead of yeah. just like you know, you never get a fish from the grocery store and then drop that fish into a tank full of new water. Yeah, you let it sit in that water and kind of you know hang out for a little bit and get used get to it, and then you everything. drop it in there. Yeah. So it, like, it's just I mean like it, it's kind of a minor gripe,
1: but it's kind of like a. a, a major minor gripe I guess yeah. because I mean like it's just going to detract from the character already um, and like everyone's just going to be comparing her to old Wolverine in the first place right. Which, and it's just going and also that's just going to come from the writing as well because we're just going all the other characters is like you're not like the old Wolverine you're not like right. the good Wolverine and they, like all the other characters going to be saying that it's just going to become boring predictable writing um, so doctor strange uh, has an axe now Yeah, Battle Axe, that's metal as fuck. Because, I mean, like, why wouldn't a wizard who, like, why wouldn't, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme, who has control
0: of all magic within the Marvel Universe, or at least, you know, most of the magic in the Marvel Universe, need an axe? Because, like, then he has an axe friend, like, maybe he's going to make the axe talk. And the act will like okay. they have conversations with each other. Okay, you convinced me. That. It's just
1: it, it just seems so superfluous and so unnecessary. He has an axe. It's just like it's just like I, I imagine. It's just like it's like hey, oh shit. Hey guys, can I just can I swing back home and grab my axe
0: so that oh, way then we it. can do this. Cause I just I don't like this uh, like CQC thing. It's not going to work out unless I have my axe. So let me just go get it, and then I'll be back. We can fight then. Okay. So um, then we got Star
1: Lord. Uh, Star Lord. He looks like they they, they redesigned to look
0: like the movie version of Star Lord, which makes sense. I mean, in Guardians of the Galaxy was so successful. Yeah. It, you know, it'd be kind of stupid for them not to bank on that. Um, and then finally I kind of want to touch on one more thing about Star-Lord about his redesign
1: is I like the old design so much better have you ever got a chance to see the old Star-Lord design like that cool kind of like yeah. Double breasted button up they yeah. had going on, the old timey thing, and like that helmet and the mask combination. He just looks so cool and
0: so bad. Because yeah, this just looks like he's uh he's like, you know, some teenager with a t shirt white t shirt and a like red. <laughs> I'm jacket. like Chris Pratt, but I'm not really
1: Chris Pratt. <laughs> like, like we get it guys. Come on. You don't know, it's like you don't have to shoehorn the movie into everything. Right.
0: Um let let the separate universes be separate universes. Yeah, that's um, fine. Um, and then, of course, the last one on here, uh, Old Man Logan. Yeah. Um, of course, Wolverine. Yeah. Um, but no longer. No X-Men. longer Wolverine. No longer Wolverine. I guess. Yeah.
1: Um, that's kind of that's kind of strange. I mean, like, they did a Old Man Logan miniseries uh, years ago. Um, it was kind of like based off like the whole like the world ends like like the the villains all kind of group up together and they. Destroy all the heroes, and like Wolverine is like one of the last ones to really be alive, right? And it's just kind of following him, and it's kind of like Sergio Leone, Clint Eastwood type western uh track across like this barren landscape. Um, and uh, it's I guess like, I don't know, I just don't really know how I really feel about them kind of doing like making Logan
0: old. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's only a matter of time before they're like, okay, this isn't working out. Let's just make uh, like Logan recreate himself or regen himself to be young again, and we'll just go with that. Yeah, like like eventually, that they're gonna like if anything, what I imagine is gonna happen, they're gonna say,
1: oh, he's dead at like the end of a certain arc or whatever, and then all of a sudden. He's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna show up in another person's book, and they're like, "How are you alive?" And then they're gonna do like a whole phoenix from the ashes type of bullshit. Cocoon, bitch, cocoon, I'm in a cocoon. cocoon. not a mantium cocoon, adamantium <laughs> <laughs> cocoon. It just it just seems like this whole thing just is just kind of lame and
0: ridiculous. To the point of which we're like, I'm. I mean, for from from Okay, so if we're looking at, at it from Marvel standpoint, it makes sense. Uh, their movies are on top of their game. Yeah, um, so many more people are interested in comics now than they were five, six years yep. ago, um, and they want to get into it, but they. It's it's th- it's a little like overwhelming to jump into an episode. I think I've said this before. Yeah. It's an issue forty three or an issue one hundred and forty three. You know. Yeah. So if they start at one, and they, it's so much easier to jump into a series when it's in the single digits, even in the early double digits, right? Yeah. Like so. I, if anything, though, I guarantee you, the people they're trying to get into comics
1: right now. Um, those are the people who are gonna stop buying comics within a week. Yeah. They're they're gonna like they're like well, maybe like in within a month. They're gonna get a couple issues here and there, or and then they're just gonna it's uh, just the, the, they're just just gonna teeter off. They're yeah. not gonna
0: really care for it anymore. They're gonna
1: probably go into all gung ho and then get like a poll list going, and then they're never gonna show up for that poll list after a month. Yeah. And they're just gonna completely forget about it until the next Marvel movie comes out. Hmm.
0: So um I mean, I guess we'll we, for all we know though it can, it could easily blow us away and it could be just as good as um <laughs> <it> could, <laughs> not, not not to be doesn't sound too callous, but <laughs> no potentially um of course, the chances of that are pretty slim, yeah, but just our initial impressions of course, are very not good, no, I mean like there are other people who are
1: kind of like you know creaming their pants right now and, you know, going, like, oh, this looks so cool, and people are super excited, and people are going, like, like these books are great, and, like, I just guarantee you that those people don't really read anything outside of Marvel or DC. Yeah. Um, like, there's a whole world of comics to um, to explore, guys, and, like, you can't just, you know, sit under the thumb of, you know, two or three publishers. Right. And then just expect all that to just... It's like
0: if you, um... It's like if you only played uh, first party games from Microsoft and Sony. Yeah. Um, you never paid attention to any other third party games or any other indie games, right? Yep. There's plenty out there for you to explore. Um, and with this whole Marvel rehash, um, DC. I still have no idea what the fuck DC is doing right now. Anyways, no. so right now I think more than ever is a, is the best time to get into those yeah. smaller comics. Ever since ever since the New Fifty Two thing
1: happened, um, where they did the exact same thing, they uh, essentially rebooted the universe. Yeah, essentially the universe has ended, and then they just rebooted everything. Um, and you know, people were a lot of like like the hardcore community. Didn't like what they did. They kind of took a lot of things and just kind of turned them on their head. They made things kind of more extreme than they needed to. Kind of like like back in the '90s, because like now Joker like cut off his own face and now he wears it. Still, right. It just seems...
0: It's, that it's unnecessary.
1: unnecessary. It's it such an unnecessary thing. It's just like, the, the Joker's crazy and insane
0: and he's super, you know, murdery. And Did you guys forget how crazy he is? He just cut off his own face. But get this. He's wearing it. But, like, but he still has to look like the Joker. So, like, we didn't think this through, you guys. Um... He can just, like, put it back on like a mask. Why didn't he just keep his face on in the first place? Uh, he's crazy. <laughs> Look, <it>, print it. Bro, that's all a million
1: copies. So, you know, like, like a lot of these changes, also, you know, these changes are probably, there, there's some, something's going to happen. To where it's just going to go back to so normal. I think the only reason why the New 52 from DC is like kind of holding up as long as it is, is because their movies are horrible and no one gives a shit about them. So people And people who care about these movies a lot from the Marvel Universe, because it's weird that the movies are affecting the comic books at all. just As I said, I think they should be separate universes. Um, but as soon as the movies start affecting the comics, it's going to go right back to it. To what it was, yeah. And, um, and as soon as, as soon as they, you know, like the bottom line starts to kind
0: of, no, I, I bit, agree with you um, because it's, um, like you said, these people were watching the movies. They might love the movies and everything, and they might get into the comic books. And you're going to have, of all the people. Let's say you have fifty percent of the people who watch the Marvel movies want to go get into comic books yeah right half an audience um, and let's say that ten percent of that audience is going to be become like hardcore readers that's five yeah. percent of your movie audience yep and you're catering to that like very very tiny percentage that's really going to get into it. That other forty five percent is going to not really care that much, right? No, they're they're just gonna gonna
1: stick with the movies.
0: Yeah, so they they might buy a couple issues here and there. They might buy like a you know collection.
1: Yeah. Um, If anything, what's gonna happen is they're gonna be confused and like wait, there was stuff before this,
0: right? And that's one of the things things that 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 might be a problem. Is uh, people are just gonna. Get confused and I I. It sounds bad, but there's so many people who just uh, like can't get their mind around the fact that there's multiple universes. Yeah. There's different things going on at different times with characters that are technically the same characters, right? Mm-hmm. So that can be kind of confusing, a little overwhelming. A lot of people might look into that and be like, "Yeah, this isn't for me." Exactly. There's a lot to keep up with, and I don't have the time. Money or patience to uh, you know figure that all out because I think
1: sooner or later there's going to be a writer who comes along and he's going like I don't like anything these people did and I'm going to destroy it and that's what they do they just destroy everything that happened and you know yeah like like it's just I'm kind of glad I'm not reading Marvel or DC anymore yeah I'm not even reading Image. That much anymore. Now they really had like a whole lot of titles anyway. they anything, was just spawn yeah. for me, but like, yeah. well, it's just tiring. Because it's like it's like being being a comic book fan is just like with that with those kinds of comics. It's kind of like it's like you're just like setting yourself up to get your heart broken over and over and over again. Because you yeah. make these attachments and the connections with these characters
0: um, for certain for some things, and then all of a sudden it's just gone. either yeah, either they kill them or they change something up, and it's just it's just I don't want Just to be like, hurt like that again, Joey. It, it, it hurts. It's like a bad romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's going to wrap it up. Um, um, yeah, that'll wrap it up for today's episode. Um, we will be back next week. Um, hopefully. Hopefully we'll be back next week. Um, but yeah, we'll be back. Um, as always, go like the Facebook page. Uh, go listen to us on Stitcher. Um Just kind of communicate with us. Like to know that we're not alone in this podcasting world. All the
1: people out in Russia and Germany,
0: hit us up. Shoot us an email. uh, Let us uh, start a conversation. Uh, If you're in the L.A. area, you want to participate in a podcast. Uh, Really, I just want to get more people in here, man. Yeah. Because two people is great, but three people is always more fun. Yeah. Um, And that was probably as inuendo as possible, but that's fine. Yeah. Essentially, uh, we're inviting you to a gangbang and um, <laughs> send us your details and your measurements down below. Yeah. So um, yeah, keep it posted. Uh, we'll be we'll be keeping updated. Any uh, any word on your reviews? Are you going to be putting up? Um, I, are they done? Are you working on them?
1: They're, they're working. It's just that like um, as a guy who's been kind of getting into more and more professional artwork stuff lately, I've been getting some more commissions. Uh, there's a big concert coming up, um, back home and I'm doing the flyer for it and I'm trying to make sure it's not horrible. Cause yeah. I like to keep doing it for, for these guys. Cause it, it's, it's pretty fun scene that I'm working in right now. And, and, uh, that's taken a lot of my time. It's surprising how much time it's
0: taken. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. And I've been working and other than that, I just get, I get way too caught up in the Witcher, man. Yeah. It's just way too many hours I fucking poured into that game. Um, I need to like pull myself away from that for a little bit and kind of like it's like an addiction like the first three days are going to be the hardest right. Yep. after that then I think I'll be okay but I don't know if I can make it three days without playing The Witcher. I thought it was going to be this weekend because yesterday I didn't play at all uh, today I was like okay we're going to record this podcast, you are going to fucking chill afterwards and then tomorrow we're going to Universal Studios. So I was like cool three days where I can't play The Witcher and I'm going to be fine afterwards but then uh, this morning I get up and I'm like ah, I'm going to play The Witcher I'm going to do that. If I ever like pull myself away from that I'm going to go ahead and write some reviews. I might re-review Fallout three, just um, this is because Fallout four yeah. is going to be coming out, and I'm going to be modding, playing it with mods and everything. So it'll be hopefully a completely different experience. Um, but yeah, that's going to wrap it up. Let's uh, let's get out of here. I'm kind of hungry, man. Little Caesars. All right, so we're uh, we're getting out of here. We'll be back next week.